0: Hello everyone, it's good to be together online, but boy, we're sure missing being together face to face. Times like these really show us how much we, we really do enjoy each other. But in the meantime, God has provided us with this avenue to week one of our study in the book of Proverbs. I'm personally really excited about the potential that we have before us in this new series. Over the next few months, we'll be walking through the first nine chapters of this book of wisdom. But first, as we get started, I I thought we should try to get a little bit more familiar with this whole idea of what is a proverb. You know, the concept of of a proverb is not a Hebrew invention. The use of proverbs was very common in many ancient civilizations. See, they realized that you could consolidate acquired wisdom and, and save it into memorable phrases for easier recall when they were needed. Proverbs are so effective that that they are still very, very common today. So let's let's play a little game uh, to see how familiar you might be with some of the more modern proverbs that we have today. I'll begin one, and you finish it, and you can keep score at home. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Next one. The early bird catches the worm. How are you doing? Those, are, those two are pretty easy. Here's one. Early to bed, early to rise, makes makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Try this one on. When you laugh, the world laughs with you. When you weep, you weep alone. It's kind of sad, but what that one does especially, is shows us the deeper thinking that is required to process this kind of wisdom. Here's, here's, here's another one. Give a man a fish, and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to, to fish, and you feed him for a lifetime. And that's so valuable when it is actually put into practice. How many did you get out of the five? Well, here's a bonus proverb. If everything is coming your way, then you're in the wrong lane. It's kind of funny, but it's still very deep if you think about it. And if, and if you apply that wrong lane analogy to the book of Proverbs, you'll see that these sayings point out uh, what kind of lane in life you and I are supposed to be in, or as Jesus called them, there's a wide lane and there's a narrower lane. Proverb in Hebrew means to be like. Even Jesus in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1, used that proverbial idea when he said, the kingdom of heaven is like. So we're going to think about proverbs generally as sayings. They're going to be sayings that compare and contrast the stuff of living that you and I go through every day for the purpose of of keeping us on the the right path and and providing the godly guidance we we desperately need. If you're ready to to hear sayings about how to live life well, you, you also need to understand that there's so much more depth to Proverbs than even that simple need to do life well. First of all, Proverbs is God's Word. Yes, these are sayings. uh, These are general principles about how to live a a wise life in God's world. Uh, These sayings are from God through inspired writers. Uh, These condensed life scripts contain the very wisdom of our holy God. In 2 Timothy, Paul tells uh, that young preacher Timothy in chapter 3, verse 16, he says, all scripture is breathed out by God. That's everything in the Old Testament, everything in the New Testament. And it's profitable. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. There's getting on the right path again. And for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That would describe Proverbs. We need to keep this kind of a holy perspective at the forefront as we go through this study together. Let's never forget what we are really handling. So Proverbs is the Word of God. That's impactful. One proverb will paint a picture for a lifetime. Most of the proverbs we'll study and we'll learn from are are only two lines long. Uh, This helps make them memorable. And unlike most preachers we meet, most proverbs are short and sweet. Hey, I believe I just made up a proverb. Most of us think that a great idea needs a lot of words. To get the point across Uh, repetition repetition well if a picture is worth a thousand words so is a two-line proverb let me give you an example it's chapter 15 verse 28 the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer you see they think before they speak but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things see there's the picture It paints for us this picture of a mouth, like a wide open faucet, just gushing forth. Or maybe back then it was a broken water dam. What many of us will also enjoy is that there will even be a note of humor inserted into these pictures from time to time. Like in chapter 26, verse 13, where you you have a lazy man and he's in his house and he doesn't want to go to work. He's lazy. And so he thinks of an excuse why he doesn't have to go outside to work. He says, there is a lion on the road. Now, of course, there isn't a lion on the road. But the point is that the, that our sin nature, when it's left unchecked over time, takes us to very unreal conclusions about reality. We'll do whatever it takes to indulge our sin. We will create. We will we'll, Even if we have to make it up, we'll do that. We'll also discover that uh, some descriptions in Proverbs are so picturesque. They're almost impossible to forget. Chapter 11, verse 22 says, Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. No, that is not very flattering. But talk about painting a picture you'd probably like to forget. This book will make some impressions on us that are lifelong. And I pray that God will impress our lives for His good. So now let's consider what exactly these vivid pictures that God is impressing on us will accomplish. Well, we looked at that Proverbs is the Word of God. We looked at that that one proverb. We'll we'll paint a picture for a lifetime. But listen to this. Proverbs will force you and I to look at life realistically. you ever tried to avoid reality when it's difficult, when life is even unfair? Maybe you you tried to run and and, and hide. Maybe you you just don't take seriously what is happening. You try to blow it off. Or or, or you found your own way to escape. In Proverbs, ignorance is not bliss. Uh, Remaining naive is more of a vice than it is a virtue. Jesus even gave his disciples Proverbs to live by. and, And one of those was, Be wise as serpents... And harmless as doves. It's Matthew 10, 16. You see, unlike Satan, who in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, invited Eve to try to attain this higher understanding, this higher wisdom and knowledge uh, about good and evil, He, he tried to get her to create her own reality by disobeying God's reality and experiencing sin. Proverbs, on the other hand, instructs us about evil. It instructs us so that we might not fall into that kind of temptation. It's powerfully presented in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend, to keep you from the forbidden woman and the adulteress with her smooth words. God does not want his children to look at the world through rose-colored glasses. God does not want us to be blind to the reality of a fallen, broken world. We're supposed to see people uh, as they are. And that means ourselves, too. We're going to see sin as it is, and how it will shatter your life if you let it in. Proverbs describes life as it is, not necessarily as it should be how we think that it should be, uh, how we wish that that we lived in a perfect world. We do know that one day there will be a perfect world. But that day is yet to come in our future, in our future redemption when Jesus returns and he sets up the kingdom that he described in Matthew. And then we'll know what it's really like, but not yet. So here's just a brief preview, a preview of Proverbs and its many, many wake-up calls. While it is wrong to attempt to pervert justice, we all know that, with a bribe. We live in a world where it is often a bribe that gets things accomplished. Understand that uh, it's not right, don't do it, but understand that that's the way the world works. Proverbs will set us straight uh, and tell us that while riches cannot provide anyone with real security, many people we encounter and will be tempted also are going to think so. And money might appear to gain friends, but only for as long as it lasts, and then they'll disappear. You and I can live wisely and righteously only as we view life with God's glasses. And God has left us these these cleverly written sayings to to snap us all back to uh, His reality with each vivid picture, uh, with each hint of humor with every bit of insight he purposefully shares with us. But there are two things about ourselves that we need to be honest with before before all this study can take place. Two questions that I'd like to present to us that I think are, are more important than just attaining this valuable knowledge, as valuable as it is. Number one, are we teachable? Proverbs will, will expose any opinionated and stubborn tendencies that you or I might be entertaining. There'll be plenty of proverbs targeted right at us if that's the case. So get ready for some possible shell shock and maybe even some slapping upside the head. Like in chapter 2 verse 1, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments uh, with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, then You will understand the fear of the Lord, and then you will find the knowledge of God. You see, if and then are the key words in that proverb that speak to you and I about teachability. Will we receive? Will we treasure? Yes, these sayings will make an impression, for sure. I like how one commentator on Proverbs described Proverbs' relationship to the other forms of literature that you and I find in God's Word. He described it as the difference between a radio and a television. Television, it supplies us with both verbal and visual data. But it does all the work. We we can actually become passive couch potatoes in the process of watching TV. Of course, none of us can identify with that over this stay-at-home order. In contrast, he likens reading Proverbs to listening to an old-time radio broadcast like a a mystery or suspense story. We're not given all the data in those stories. We we can't even see a visual of the story. But what is spoken heightens our interest, and, and our imagination can then run wild. We can be more intellectually active as we read, as we listen, we might even be more intent on understanding what is actually being said and all of that is so wonderful and that's what proverbs affords us but are we teachable if we are then this wisdom information will move from our head to our heart and that's the first question the second question is how's your character are you open Are you open to God's Word making adjustments to your character through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit of God? Uh, We finished a series on the book of James recently, right? And some of the lingering effects from that study have been the challenge to to godly character. You know know the truth that our faith, if, if it's the real deal, must show itself in godly works works that we learn God has prepared for us to do even before we were, we were born. See, that's our character. A godly person is, is not merely someone who professes to believe certain things. While that is so important, and that is so true, a godly person is someone who practices those things that they believe every day. And the Bible teaches us, that we are measured more by our godly character than by all the other disciplines in life. 1 Timothy 4, verse 8, Paul says, For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. No, No book in the Bible is more devoted to the development of our godly character than Proverbs. And there's probably no greater need in our Christian communities today than for the kind of character that God is describing in Proverbs. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He delivered a commencement address to the graduating class of Harvard University in June of 1978. And this man, an exile from Russia, he didn't dwell on the evils of communism that he knew so well, but he drew attention to the failures of the West failures which may signal the the demise of the greatest democracy history has ever known. The substance of his message could be summarized by a a statement something like this, "...America is slowly destroying itself by its neglect of godly wisdom and Christian character." You see, Proverbs promises you and I godly character through godly wisdom, and Proverbs promises that to anyone who will diligently seek it. And we're going to discover this next week as we come back together and we go through Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1-7. to seven. Every one of us needs to become and continue to be a student of character. Why? Well, here are just two of the reasons why you and I need to submit our character to God as we go through this study together. The first reason to submit is because our highest goal is always to glorify God. That is why we were created in the first place. And we learn in the New Testament that we do this by becoming like Jesus Christ. In Romans, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that He, that Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brothers. And in Ephesians, Paul says in chapter 4, verse 13, "...until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." So are we there yet? Everybody says, no. And while there are many dimensions to Christ's likeness, the the most essential is that we be like Him in character. So this study of character in Proverbs is going to convict each of us regarding our own personal and practical holiness. And by God's grace, we'll be transformed as we receive this instruction. And then God will be glorified through that transformation and our community will, will see God's glory through our character and our good works. And our prayer is that many would turn to faith in God through Jesus Christ because we have studied and then applied the wisdom that we find in Proverbs. There's a second reason, and that first one's good enough, but here's a second reason to submit our character to God. It's more practical. We need to grow our character because we, you and I, we need to be able to, to discern the character of other people. The Proverbs is really, really big on this fact, and that'll come out as we go through it together. This is, this is especially important. When you find yourself attempting to help, to lead, even be a listening ear to someone who desperately wants to change. They're, they're fed up with the, the way their life is, is going, and, and, they, and they want to change. And, and, and the way their life is, is happening right now isn't just making it for them. It may be even one of your own children who is looking to you as a, as a guide, as a, as a place of hope, a, 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 a container of wisdom. In Proverbs 26, 5 we read, "'Answer a fool as his folly deserves, lest he be wise in his own eyes.'" You see, if we we're to help other people, we have to be able to discern their character, because a wise person will be counseled by you and I differently than a foolish person. Parents with your children. Parents, we we need to be able to recognize the character traits of our children. If we're to train up our children, as it says in chapter 22, verse 6, according to their way, we need this discernment. Because a child who, who is disobeyed because they did not listen carefully to instructions, does that ever happen? should be disciplined differently than a child who understood the directions perfectly, but willfully did whatever they wanted. You see, that kind of discernment takes godly wisdom. Here's some more of these sayings that we can look at together, more of these sayings that tell us how how necessary it is to be able to discern others uh, in living life well. The wicked. The wicked and the violent should be avoided at all costs. We need to be on our guard. Those who are dishonest should never be our partners in any kind of dealing. Tale-tellers are not good friends, but true friends are faithful. Yet, true friends uh, won't fail to rebuke you when it is necessary. And, and, and what about even the choosing of a life's partner? There is no more important qualification for marriage than the evidence of godly character. A nagging wife is no good. The same would go for a stubborn husband. If we are not to associate with a person who can't control their temper, certainly we should not marry them either. But people do, with dire consequences. This is such valuable guidance to take in, such valuable wisdom to, to apply to ourselves, to be great partners in life. And, and, the, and it's just as useful to hand out to others, um, if they'll listen, and if they're teachable. This study this study will be enjoy, enjoyable. It'll, it'll be even fun at times. I, I hope you, you'll hope you really have fun with it. But it's gonna be eye-opening. Uh, it's gonna be beneficial for all ages, young and old, It's going to be convicting, don't forget that, and we will grow. We will develop a a better community. Uh, We will evidence better worship of God, and more importantly, a better love for our God, who left us these wise words for His glory and for our good. Are you ready to dive deeper into Proverbs and attain godly wisdom for living the life God desires for you? I hope you're getting thirsty. I do have one more question to leave with you today. Why do you really want to study these things? Can you peel back the layers to your real motivation? You don't even have to answer that right away today. It's a question that will linger throughout the rest of the study. These proverbs will actually answer that for you at some point, even if you're not quite there yet right now. It'll become more clear as we spend more time together in God's book of wisdom. By the way, I'd like to invite you to our Wednesday devotional that you can watch on Facebook or on our church webpage. And each week, we go through a very brief study of just one of these proverbs to help keep us honest and to help keep us on track. See you next week, and God bless.